cover. Jackie, now a polar bear, but still covered in cybernetics, hurtles through the sky, trailing technicolor fire. Around them, we can see faces projected against the rainbow flames. William and Darren turned away from each other on one side, Piero looking terrified on the other. In the top left corner of the page, we see Debbie Diabolus, dressed like Kiefer Sutherland from The Lost Boys. And in the bottom right, Frederick and Furness staring across his desk at a folder full of photographs. In the margins, large block lettering presents several questions. What awaits Piero at the end of their teleportation? How will Jackie survive re-entry? And most importantly, issue 30. Where is Todd Roman? And we are back with issue 30. You know, we're past our 20s. We're not going to be as wild and crazy. No more destroying uh, warehouses. Yeah, about that. It's never <laughs> never going to happen again. Didn't we literally just, just get another yeah. building destroyed? Yes, yes. So, okay, so we're past that phase. <laughs> yeah, that okay. was the last big hurrah. We are, now, we are now adults. We put our childish warehouse destroying ways behind us. Now we're moving on to destroying things like stadiums and hospitals. Hospitals? There is a hospital across the right. <laughs> <laughs> Everything's abandoned. There was a fully functional hospital across from that warehouse that you oh, good. Down. If you will recall, the Toddleden Memorial Hospital. Yes, I do recall that now. Which is why uh, maybe Jackie was trying to be less destructive. <laughs> yes, that was probably a factor in it. So this good is... job, Jackie. So here's where <laughs> Thank I... you, William. Maybe some other people could also be less destructive. So here's where I want to... Uh, bring us in. We open on Darren and William uh, on the roof of a building overlooking this very recently destroyed warehouse. It has since been kind of cordoned off by emergency workers and police. The sun is starting to come up because this all happened at midnight. And I do want, because we didn't do this earlier, I do would I do would like. I do want <laughs> Do would like. I do would like. William, roll your legacy move. Oh, we're getting back to this. Oh, yeah. That would be a good thing to do. Seems timely, Better I guess. So first off, you've got some questions to ask. Yeah, sorry. Uh, do would what do want. So, questions for the players, not the characters, but the players. Okay. Uh, have I been upholding the traditions of my legacy? How long is this? What, what is this? This is right just now? since the last time. So this is okay. the recent stuff. Okay. Yes, I think you have. You've become more distant, it feels like, and more involved with your family. And less, like, you don't, you're less likely to want to help, but we can bully you out of that. But I still think that the fact that you are like, I don't know if I can do this, I don't know if I want to do this, that's definitely, like, more, yeah. more like yeah. your legacy. You're definitely towing the line more for your family. Okay. So, I would say we can focus on your caution, which sets you apart from many members of this team. So, <laughs> so forbid. So it seems like a yes on that one. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. What's your next one? Um, have I maintained the image of my legacy? Yes. Yes. I think so. Uh, have I made the other members of my legacy proud? I would say yes. You're now working actively mm-hmm. alongside them. They see you as a member. Yes, I, I agree. I also think you, you made up with Eric. Yep. So, yeah, I would agree. Okay. So I think with that... That is incredible. This is the best you've ever done on <laughs> I this. Have, I... Right? Oh! Wow! Ooh. Nailed it! Didn't nice. even need our help. Nailed it! Nice. So go ahead and tell us that total because uh, uh, that is an eleven. Uh, on a hit, three, one of them right? offers you meaningful encouragement, an opportunity, or an advantage. 
uh, as you're standing here watching this. We'll get to this in just a second, but what is that scene with Darren and William overlooking this kind of like scene of destruction right across from the Tottenham Memorial Hospital? Look at what you did. Hmm. What? What? Is that a, is that a joke? Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what jokes are now? I saw it in a Chris Farley movie. <laughs> Are you, I have to are you trying one. to share a moment of vulnerability? Is that what this is? I'm trying to... I don't feel like this is an appropriate time to joke. Oh, dang. Are you using your influence to inflict a condition, William? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Screw you. <laughs> I am. Okay, so William has now kind of turned your your sort of earlier chiding back on you. For, so William does lose influence over you. Okay. And okay. what condition do you want to mark? I'm going to mark insecure. Good choice. Darren and William aren't getting along so well anymore. No. And I think in that kind of like awkward like... Uh... You get along with anyone in this game? Yeah. I get along with Piro just fine. Yeah. We're best friends. We roomed together. <laughs> and me yeah. and the uh, Baroness are getting along much better. I think we're on an upswing right Yeah, now. absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> You're the problem one here. <laughs> so we get along best with... The animal and the person who does not talk back to you. That's correct. Yeah. <laughs> what does that say about your character? <laughs> He's super charming. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think that awkward moment is the best possible time for William's phone to go off. Perfect. Uh, you are getting a call. I uh, walk away on the rooftop a, a little distance uh-huh. and then uh, answer the phone. Uh, it's your dad. Hey, dad. I went to come collect you from your room. You're not there. I don't really care where you are, but I need to see you. Yeah, okay. I'll be back soonish. Within well, how soon is soon? Sooner the better. I'll fly right over then. Thank you. And he closes the phone. This is actually the first time I think your dad has thanked you for anything. So that's, that's a weird. Good point. Yeah. Okay. Does that affect your labels? It, you know what? It would you know if what? my dad had influence over me, oh, but he doesn't. doesn't. That's right. I burned that. That's right. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I forgot about that's that. Good. So I want to cut to uh, outer space for just a minute. <laughs> Haven't you always wanted to say that? Jackie, you were in orbit with yes. the playwright, and then you decided that you didn't want to be in orbit with the playwright anymore, which was, to be fair, good decision. Yeah. And you decided to, uh, to re-enter... The old-fashioned way. Yes. Like, going straight through the atmosphere. Yes, that's that's how I do things now. And I know we kind of went over this at the end of, uh, of last issue, but just as a refresher, some changes have occurred. Yes. So, after regenerating in the middle of space, I have changed my physical appearance and gender identity slash presentation. So... Instead of uh, the black bear that I've normally been, I'm now a polar bear after the encounters with the sub-zero temperatures of outer space. And I've also decided that I, after staring into the abyss for a moment, I've realized the absurdity of gender labels and now identify as non-binary. Fantastic. Uh, I think you also grew rockets. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> physical changes, you know, those come and go with me. Yeah. Uh, so we see this rocketed polar bear, yes. uh, cybernetic polar bear, uh, hit the atmosphere hard. Flames just kind of spring up all around you. Your alarms are just screaming. They are going off real, real hard. And we see a few panels of you falling uh, through the atmosphere. Uh-huh. And we can see uh, Apex City in the in the distance over the horizon. And you're kind of making a an arc towards it. And as you approach, 
uh, we see a object in the air. It's kind of long. It's kind of shaped like a bean pod. It bears a lot of reminiscence to a certain spaceship that a certain Darren has seen pretty recently. And you hit it hard. You rip straight through that outer hull. Uh, the panel we get is an explosion. Okay. And then we come in behind you through that hole in this ship, and you find yourself in a very strange place. All the interiors look to have been grown rather than built. There's a lot of fire, not gonna lie. Lots of things are on fire right now. And you can smell rather than hear something kind of that is registering to your senses as maybe like sort of an alarm. Like it's giving <laughs> off like an alarmed pheromone. Okay, okay. What do you do? I'm gonna try I'm gonna look around. Okay. I need I need to assess this situation. I think that's probably a good idea. <laughs> I mean I mean I got an eleven, so that brings me down to it's plus superior, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, well, it still brings me down to a nine, but... All right. So you get uh, one of those questions off of that assess the situation list. What would you like to know? Probably what here is in the greatest danger. First, first the ship, because mm-hmm. as you uh, are taking a moment to look around, your internal readings are still registering that you're falling. So you hit this thing and it is beginning to crash. I see. I see. Uh, so I've crashed the ship. It is going to crash probably in pretty short order. And you can see at one end of a long corridor, a, uh, a door just kind of like slurps open. <laughs> okay, the page definitely says the word slurp. It does. As it goes slurp as it opens. Okay. And you see three uh, kind of strange alien looking figures at the end of it that are reacting to whatever just hit their ship. Uh-huh. Uh, one of them is tall and green with kind of like droopy, uh, like tendrily kind of hair growths. Okay. Kind of similar to Darren's. They do have six eyes and four arms. They're kind of tall and spindly. There's another tall and spindly one, but this one is more purplish and more flowering, uh, kind of like vine buds all over. Okay. And then there's a third one that's kind of out front and it's sort of short, it's squat, it's smooth, uh, woody, kind of like dark brown, like almost like mahogany textures. Okay. And they see you, and I think that panel is... One of them yells something at the others uh, in a language that you do not understand, and then another one points at you. Uh-huh. And then the little uh, brown walnut one shuffles back on its haunches and springs forward at you like a cannonball. Okay. So <laughs> I want to pause right there for a sec, and I would like to cut to Piero. Hello. You were in a warehouse, Yeah. and then you decided not to be in a warehouse. I don't want to be there anymore. And... When you teleport, first off, what does that look like on the page? Because we haven't we haven't seen this. The last time you did it, you just were hidden behind uh, Horus. Yeah. So what does it look like when you teleport? What color is the mask magic? Is it blue or purple? Purple. Okay, I think just like purple, like like a lot of purple, mm-hmm. and then I'm just gone. Like okay. Nightcrawler poof kind of thing. <laughs> so kind of like a, like a no, that's fine, that's fine. Just a lot of purple, and then you're gone. That's good. That works. We cut to the interior of a. Uh, very strange looking room. It's divided up into two sections with, uh, you know, a heavy glass barrier between the two. And in one side, we see a heavy looking chair that is like bolted to the floor, swivelable. And in that chair is strapped Todd Roman. And he is definitely unconscious. There is an IV drip like in his arm. Uh, so they're probably pumping something in there to keep him unconscious. He's got bandages just wrapped all around his chest. And you can see, like, some weird, like, kind of lump under there. And on the other side of that glass, uh, that heavy, like, glass barrier, we can see uh, three technicians in, like, full-body white hazmat suits uh, taking readings. And we see this purple outline appear in front of Todd Roman's chair, and they all just kind of, like, stop what they were doing. 
And Piro, you pop in the middle of this. And the first thing that you notice is that your ears just pop immediately. It's like changing altitudes, like going from very uh, high to very low really, really quickly. And secondly, it is absolutely freezing in here. What do you do? I would like to wave to the technicians and then... You wave at the technicians and one of them immediately slaps a red button. (laughs) (laughs) Great! Um, I'm going to panic. Uh, Good choice. Uh, this move here, uh, panic. Yeah, that, that's my move. So, so tell me what you panicking looks like. Um, I think I, I just make a little box uh, around me and Todd. Okay. And hope that that works. I guess. Sure, sure. Uh, I'm not going to make you roll for that one. So you make a little box around you and Todd. That technician hits the button and you can see uh, there's, you know, kind of like the inner uh, intervening door between the two sections of this. Sure. A big heavy metal plate slides down over that. Uh, yeah. And you can definitely hear like an alarm starting to go off. Great. I will say your box is helping you because this room is now being pumped full of a pretty nasty looking yellow gas. Okay. So you are in, you are protected from that. Okay. For the moment. Okay. All right. Can I charge up my burn? You sure can. Okay, and it's roll plus conditions. Plus mark? conditions marked. Okay. Which I think you have like four. So okay. Okay, that's an eight. Okay. Plus the condition, yeah. Plus the conditions marked. It's an eight. Okay. So what does that happen on an eight? Mark a condition. Okay, you have marked your fifth condition. Cool. So just don't make don't don't mark another one. <laughs> okay, I'll try. Because it's only if you can mark a condition, if you have to mark a condition, but you can't. Yes. Mm-hmm. So you are... We've been, here, we've been here before. What is your last condition? <laughs> Insecure. Okay. That's probably, probably a fitting thing. That yes. makes sense. And run us through, because it's been a while since you've done this, what does it look like when you charge your burn? My mask glows a little bit mm-hmm. and it kind of floats around my face. Yeah, it kind of like yes. floats out in front of your face. Yeah. 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 And you can definitely see, like, because it has been starting to crack lately, mm-hmm. um, because it's been through a lot, and you can see those, like, spider webs just starting to widen as you charge this up, uh, as you mark that condition. Great. And it says, whatever you're going to do, Piro, do it quickly. Uh... So I'm going to leave you there for just a second. <laughs> Great. Now, as William is uh, flying off, do you, are you even going to say goodbye to Darren at this point? Or are you just going to fly off the roof? Apparently we're in the middle of a fight. So no. <laughs> okay. I'm just so, going to jump off the roof and she'll just see, not even with a demon, just straight up and just William just disappear <laughs> just off the jump roof. jump off the roof. Yep. <laughs> and like portal or? Yeah, I guess I'll uh, portal over. Okay. So. I, again, I'm not going to make your roll for that. You're in no immediate threat. You're just doing this to show I'm off. I'm just being dramatic. Yeah, you're, just being, you're just being extra. So that's fine. So William jumps off the roof and disappears. Darren, what are you up to? I think I would stay for a while to talk to the cleanup team that's oh, there. You okay. said that there's like, it's yeah. cordoned off and yeah. people are there to like yeah. investigate. I think I would stick around to address questions or concerns or <laughs> explain what happened. Do that, yeah. Or at least what I saw happen. Okay. Are you just going to like go down and talk to them or? I, I think I would be sticking around. I think they would know that I was a part of it. They wouldn't yeah. like. I mean, you're, you're I would on the rooftop not... right now. So like I'm asking, oh. are you approaching them? Yeah, I would I would float down and okay. like be there to like ask questions or concerns or things like that. So as you float down, mm-hmm. um, I think there is an officer that you recognize from, you know, going around with Darren. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is an old partner of his. Her name is Monica Cabo. Oh, okay. Monica uh, is a uh, Japanese-American woman. She is like in her mid-30s and she is very much about the job. So as you kind of like float down, she looks over, she waves at you uh, and then kind of like waves you over mm-hmm. because it's, she knows what you're about. Yeah. What's up? I would try to explain what happened. We came looking for a missing person 
Todd Roman, who is in videos on your webs. And then we arrived. He was not here. And we were attacked by shadow creatures. I did not see a way out of it. So naturally, I burned down the building. (laughs) That makes sense. She kind of like stops writing at that point. (laughs) And I'm like, okay, yeah, naturally, sure. Makes Uh, sense to me. I don't want to flash forward a little bit because, mm-hmm. you know, they're going to keep you around for a little bit to kind of like follow up questions. Yeah, I would say that Piro disappeared. My friend, do I know of your name change yet? Can I still address you as Baroness? Okay. Baroness vanished. Mm-hmm. We still didn't find Ty Roman. Yeah. All that detail. Yeah. Yeah. So Monica takes your statement and eventually you are uh, let free to go home. Mm-hmm. On the way home, so you're probably like about halfway there. Are you, how are you, are you just like walking? Are you flying? Where are you at? I would be floating kind of floating because I'm, I'm very, very down. Okay. It's been a while since I've asked this question. What's your ringtone? Oh, it was Avril Lavigne. Okay. I don't know if you still, remember that. Is it, is it still? Yeah. Okay, haven't changed? I mean, well, we can change to a different Avril Lavigne song. <laughs> <laughs> I just wanted to make sure it hadn't yeah, changed. Yeah, no, no, no. I'm it's, down, been, it's been I'm, like a year. Yeah, I can change it. Let me think. Um, some, some of Avril Lavigne's greatest hits. Because there was Skater Boy. I think that... What the hell? It might... What? What the hell? What the hell? <laughs> That's such a... Girlfriend! Girlfriend. Okay. It is now, hey, hey, you, you, I don't like your girlfriend. That yes. is That is weirdly appropriate because you are receiving a call from someone that you met recently. It's Debbie Diabolus. Hey! <laughs> but I thought you liked Debbie. I do. That's why I went, yay. It's <laughs> good because she's not my girlfriend. I thought you are the human one here. <laughs> you should know what yay means. <laughs> so yeah, you're getting a call from Debbie. Okay. Are you going to pick this up or are you just going to let her go? I'm, I'm going to pick it up. Okay. Are you going to say anything? Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I would pick up and go, good morning. Good morning. So I was thinking, and I know you're starting school soon, and you probably don't have a lot of school clothes, and I was going to see if you wanted to meet me at the Gillen Court Mall to get you set up. Set up? Yeah, with like new school clothes. Setting up school clothes? You gotta look good for your first day at school. You can't just go in your, like, police uniform. Everyone's gonna think you're a cop. Is that bad? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, kids don't really respond well to that. Fair. (laughs) Okay, so look. I'll be at the Gillen Court Mall at noon. Noon. Meet me at the food court. And we will glow you up. Glowing. Got it. (laughs) So you dress in light bulbs. Yeah. (laughs) I'll use uh, my glow-in-the-dark cells to go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> bioluminescent yeah bioluminescent plant showing up to the food court yes. mall we don't necessarily need to like do the whole but there's clearly an 80s music playing in the background as we have uh-huh. this montage correct yes. oh, yeah. oh yeah I was actually going to ask what are you wearing to the mall I, I think I would just go straight there like still smoking <laughs> like still dirty so like you, hello so you get there a little bit early since yes. she was wanting to meet you at noon and this is like just morning you get there eventually Debbie meets you at the food court and you are definitely still in your like cement dust cover. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. This is Bits of wood still like caught in the tendrils. Smell like smoke. Yeah. And she does the whole like hand to the forehead thing like oh we are gonna fix this. <laughs> uh, Debbie. I do want to get a couple of quick uh, scenes of Right like, quick would you say? Right quick would you say? He didn't say it. He's you, that, that doesn't count. You put words in his mouth. Doesn't count. Okay right quick we have to establish the rules on this. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Caitlin. Uh, shout out. <laughs> Everybody listen to St. Flair Pod. All right, so... 
a couple of quick uh, montages of things that uh, that Darren would have picked out for mm-hmm. herself. So what kind of things would you have picked out? Hats. Just hats. Yes, hats. Only hats. Yes, yes hats. Okay. Baseball caps. Uh, Debbie has a very particular aesthetic, which is like a uh, golf boyfriend. So like suits with like vests. Yes. MCR did a photo shoot as the as the baseball dudes from that one vampire movie, so I think that would fit into Debbie's aesthetic there. Which which vampire movie? I don't know. Like, Lost Boys? Is it Lost Boys? I think so. <gasps> Lost I've never Boys? Seen it. Okay. I'm sorry. Okay. It's the only yeah. good vampire yeah. movie. Uh, excuse me. <laughs> You're correct. <laughs> Thank you. We can agree to disagree, but... Interview with the Vampire is low-key great movie. Yeah. Uh, Francis Ford Coppola's Dracula. Get out. Francis Ford Dracula. Gary Oldman, he's so good. He's so bad, and I was... He's so good. Keanu Reeves, who's precious. Keanu yeah. Reeves is the worst. Could not act himself out of a paper Look, bag. Half the cast is great, half the cast is terrible. That's what makes it a good movie. Moving on. <laughs> you don't understand the word great at all, do I you? do. I, I also love The Apple, which is history's most uh, wonderful musical, and someday I'll inflict it on, on most of you. So, so Debbie Diablos wears goth yes. boyfriend MCR style clothing. So that is the kind of things that she is trying to like fit you into. Yes. Uh, that and is, I that is not Aaron. And I would like I would like if I may because last year was the year of dressing up William <laughs> uh, to dress Pierre, to dress uh, Darren nice. by committee. Nice. So who has an article of clothing that Darren should end up wearing as they leave with like bags full of clothes? Well, were Jackie there, she would definitely want Darren, because Jackie likes Darren as she is. Mm-hmm. So Jackie would suggest you buy all those hats. Thank you, Jackie. So so tell me one hat that Darren is wearing <laughs> as we get the scene of them leaving with some, uh, some bags. Okay, so there is definitely a giant cowboy hat in there okay. with rhinestones. Okay, so Darren is wearing a giant cowboy hat with rhinestones. Fantastic. Anybody else? They went to Hot Topic, yes. Sure. <laughs> of course. If you don't, if you, <laughs> if you don't pick fishnets, like <laughs> I'm gonna be so disappointed. Yes. I'm okay, actually so... feeling uh, Michael Jackson gloves, like like one like one shiny one, glove. Yeah, one Ooh, glove. One on shiny glove. Yeah, absolutely. De- Debbie did say this was a glow up. So so far we've got rhinestones and like shiny uh, sequin gloves. Okay, yeah. we have a theme going. <laughs> so I do think fishnets. I think, think fishnets? fishnets are beautiful. Thank you. I think, however, instead of black fishnets, they're going to be like. Bright hurts you to look at yellow. Yes. Which clashes with the pink skin. Yes. Oh, that's perfect. That's good. That's real good. I look like a starburst. I'm so excited. (laughs) (laughs) Also, suspenders are in there somewhere. Oh, I like suspenders. I like suspenders. Okay. All right, Darren. I'm going to give you one choice in this outfit. What else you want to add in there? It's already so great. Anything you want. This is the best. What would really pull it all together? Mm. We actually don't know what the top or bottom of this outfit is. It's true. We don't. (laughs) It's all accessories. It's all accessories. <laughs> I mean, to That's be fair, don't be. you normally just wear, like, flowers mm-hmm. anyway as, like, your main covering? Mm-hmm. So you only really need I mean, it could just all be accessories. But either way, this is your choice. I think I would be topping it with a uh, scarf. I was going to say scarf. Wait, right. I have a question. Scarf. Yes. Does Debbie get a choice? Yeah, Does Debbie, Debbie get, a, get a committee vote here? Oh. Is she just oh. going to be appalled? Because that's <laughs> also acceptable. I think I think Debbie wants you to find your own fashion, and if this is it, she's supportive. All of the fashion is my <laughs> every yeah, fashion. every fashion. Yeah, I'm wearing a big heavy scarf because it can be cold outside. Because <laughs> it is January. It is January. Actually, sorry. Yes, it yeah, is. yeah, it is January. 
as you are leaving, you're, you know, stopping by the food court to maybe get some... So hard to miss. Get yes. Yourself, get yourself a nosh. <laughs> yes. And as you do in uh, municipal malls, there's lots of people milling about. This being January, kind of coming into the let's start thinking about buying uh, Valentine's gifts kind of season. Mm. Uh, there are <laughs> jewelry stores all over the place. And you hear an alarm go off at one of them and the sound of uh, breaking glass. Oh, no. What do you do? I'm going to respond like a hero. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to see if there's security officers. Like, are they heading towards the sound? Is there any, like, mall security? Yes. So, okay. okay. There, there are two mall cops who okay. are responding. And what you see bound out of this uh, little mall jewelry store is... Please say bulletproof. No. <laughs> Damn. No. But give me a second. Okay. <laughs> this is a guy in bright red spandex with uh, black dots all over. And it's kind of like a metallic uh, back covering thing. And big silver boxing gloves. And he bounds out and clocks one of the mall guards right under the chin and just knocks him out. And we get the uh, panel under him that says punch buggy. Wow. <laughs> I'm, I'm leaving this game right now. <laughs> wow. <laughs> so I would like, uh, from that very dramatic scene, the reveal of punch buggy. God damn it, Jeremy. <laughs> God damn it, Jeremy. Uh, to move over to William. Oh, Lordy. I better not be at the ball. No. Uh, you were going to meet your dad. Yeah. So I'm assuming you actually are meeting your dad. Correct. Okay. Several hours beforehand. So your dad's in a study when you get home. And he is looking over a bunch of stills that look like they were taken from security cameras. And he kind of motions you over behind his desk. Son, we have a problem. Okay. And he just kind of like slides those over. And what I'm going to guess it's the warehouse, isn't it? Actually, no. No, okay. No. Last night, we were hit. And what you see is a pretty secure looking facility. Uh, you can see your family crest on one of the walls. Just like as a you know, decoration. That's how we do. Right? We decorate with our name. Right? And you can see in some of these stills a kind of blurry form in a charcoal gray, like sort of like singlet sort of thing with a big fur ruff, mask, spiky hair back. And you can see some unconscious guards. And then you have a different angle on these security cameras where you can see this person uh, in a vault. There's a lot of different things on shelves. Some of them look like, you know, pieces of technology. Some of them look like sort of like arcane implements. But they take one small case that you actually recognize from way, way back when your dad was taking you to a meeting. It's a small steel box. So they got a void chime. Uh-huh. And the last uh, still image... I'm not really against this, to be honest. <laughs> well, the last the last still image is this person walking through a flaming portal that looks very similar to yours. Oh. So your dad just kind of looks at you for a sec. Well, that certainly looks suspicious, doesn't it? And he just sort of nods at you. Okay. Any idea who that could be? I was hoping that you might have some ideas. Okay. Well, it's not me. I believe you. That's good, because I don't really fit that figure. Have you seen that outfit? Fur? Come on, Dad. You know me better. Well, so, well, why are you asking me then? You should know more who has... Does anyone else have a similar contract to us? Not that I know of, which is why I'm asking you, because... You're the one that runs around with people that you might let things slip to. Like I told you, we keep this secret so that other people can't emulate us. So who have you told about our contract? I can't think of 
how that would get around. Some people, some of my best friends have some idea, but none of them will be robbing the place. Especially not one of our facilities. I can ask around carefully, but I mean, let's be honest, Dad. You gotta have, do you know of anyone, any other magic groups in the city that would be able to pull off something like this? It seems to be actual magic, not just fakery. Yes, this is very much legitimate. I've been to the site, and I can confirm. Could you trace the portal? I cannot, and that is troubling to me. Because that implies it's not quite like our, it's definitely not our family magic then. Correct. Okay. So, here's what I want you to do. I'm going to pursue this from my end, but on the off chance that it's one of your group, I would like you to interrogate them. Right. And he kind of, uh, puts his hands up to his temples, and, uh, again, just, we get that, that image where we can tell that he is aging very quickly at this point. We need to find it, and we need to find it soon. Do you have leads on the other chimes? On what, the one we're missing? It's been difficult to track down, but I think I'm close. Was there only one chime in the box that was taken? Yes. We only keep them one at a time, and we keep them in separate locations. So we still have three. Yes. Okay. And he, uh, kind of slides those pictures back in. Can you send those to me? He just gives them to you. Thank you. And he kind of looks at you. Don't let me keep you waiting. Okay. I walk out. As you do... Uh, Eric is wait- waiting outside the office. Did you hear any of that? And he nods at you. And he puts his finger up to his lips. And he starts walking down the hallway. Okay. Uh, let's get over into space right quick. Yeah. So, you just had a... Uh, this is this is kind of a rolling engagement is what this is. Okay. So, you had a small woodman launch himself at you like a cannonball. Which yes. I think took you off guard. Yes. Uh, this engagement has been going for a minute now. And you are... You can tell... Your altimeter, your internal altimeter tells you you're... Very close to the ground now. You've got a, a few moments before you hit. And you are uh, tangled up in some in some vines. You can still kind of move through these. You've definitely got, you know, a wood guy hanging onto your back. What has Jackie been up to in this fight? I feel like there has been a lot of me trying not to cause collateral damage to the ship and kind of sometimes failing. Okay. I feel like there's a lot of that going on. I feel like I'm trying not to hurt these people. Okay. I'm trying to defend myself. Are you saying anything in English? I'm going through every language in my databank, just trying to, you know, communicate with them. So they haven't been very responsive, whether because they don't understand what you're saying or because they're just, you know, like that. They don't Um, care. Yeah. Yeah. You're probably 45 seconds from crash, and your phone goes off. <laughs> so you're kind of in a tangle of aliens. You're all kind of rolling okay. and, you okay. know, fighting. And your internal screen pops up with a number that you recognize as belonging to a, uh, a burner phone that Crackshot has. Okay. So Crackshot is trying to call you in the middle of this fight. Okay. What do you do? I answer it. Sure. So on the other end of the line, you hear, Oh, hey, Jackie, uh, it's it's me. Uh, is and, and you can obviously hear it. He's like, is this a bad time? Sort of. What's wrong? Oh, well, I hate to bother you, but... um, So, uh, long story short, Motorhead got busted. I had a hankering for Thai food, and we parked him illegally. He got towed, and he's booted now. So I was wondering... <laughs> How does that even work? So I was wondering if you knew a 
anyone in the police department that you could maybe pull some strings with. And that's the point that the ship crashes. <laughs> I would like you to roll to take a powerful blow. That's an eight. Okay, so pick one off of that list. I don't have any teammates. You do not. <laughs> but you could try and yell at a crack That's true. You have influence over Crackshot. So you That's could true. inflict a condition on him. <laughs> I could inflict a condition on Crackshot. That seems to make the most sense. Okay. Yeah, but it's, I'm just going to take two conditions. Just gonna take, okay, what are you going to take? I, the spaceship crashed, That's so... Fine. I'm going to be angry. Solid. And... Probably, I'm going to say insecure. Okay. So we get a couple of panels of this uh, kind of like bean pod looking ship crashing into the woods just outside Apex City. And we see a sign uh, that says Oda National Park. And it crashes uh, halfway into a pond and halfway out. And it's on fire. And you don't know exactly what happened to the other three of these people that you were uh, tussling with at this point because you get thrown from the ship. Okay. Uh, and kind of skipped a couple of times. <laughs> when you come to, you can just see this burning ship a few hundred yards away from you. What do you do? <laughs> I think I'm just going to stare at it for a second. Okay. This has been a very eventful, like, I don't know what, like 10 minutes. It really has. <laughs> I think I'm just going, I'm not going to, I'm just going to slowly like pick up my watch and, and try to call Kobe. <laughs> okay. I like, I like that as a scene to leave you on. I like picturing you like face down in the dirt, like <laughs> yes, punching beep, 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 dear God, beep, <laughs> Kiro. How you doing? I have some questions for you. I have some answers. So tell me about infinite powers. It okay. says I can use an ability from any playbook once. Yeah, that's really all the information I have. That's all the information there is. So uh, I was hoping that I could take an additional burn from the Nova's playbook. Oh, no, it's not move. move? It's abilities. Abilities? So look at the Nova oh, on the front so page where it says abilities. Mm. So now for instance... everything all over again. So for instance... Basically, you can do anything you want once. Yeah. So for instance, like on the Nova's abilities... Uh, Telekinesis and telepathy, biokinesis, elemental control, gravity manipulation, cosmic energies. You can manifest an ability. What are you thinking of? Uh, I want to scare them. So okay. I wanted to use my burn to try to scare them. Okay, but... so you're just trying to scare like the technicians? Yeah. Again, that's that's a thing you could do. Mm-hmm. And just tell me how you're doing it. So I was thinking like, just really like pull out all the stops, be a real performer for mm-hmm. a hot second. Badass. Uh, so I think... What I want to do is move my body kind of weird, kind of mannequin-y, and just kind of talk through the mask so I get that kind of, like, scary voice. Sure, sure. And I'm going to be like, how dare you anger me, let me leave, and I shall spare you all. Okay. I would like you to provoke someone. I love that. Susceptible to your words. And I think in this moment they are kind of like off balance, so they are still kind of... I think I think that'll, that'll work. Okay. So go ahead and roll plus superior. Okay. But it's minus two. I'm because you have all your conditions marked. <laughs> oh no, and it's another minus two. Okay, it's okay. Everything's fine. It's, it's a four. Okay. Good. So mark, mark Great, potential. Everybody. Here we go. They very much see through your empty threat. Oh, no. And you can kind of see them at this point starting to take notes again uh, because they see this, you know, gas filling this room but leaving this box space around you and Todd Roman. And you can see them sort of, like, talking amongst each other and, like, very clinically taking notes. And 
you can't hear what they're saying. It's very muffled beyond the gas and like the alarm. And mm-hmm. uh, But one of them makes a few adjustments on the dial. And when you got in here, you felt like your ears pop, like the pressure change. Sure. And you feel it start to change again. It is getting uh, very dense, very heavy in here. So what I'm going to need you to do is roll to take a powerful blow. <laughs> <coughs> this is a hard move. It's, it's plus five. Yeah. Because <laughs> all your conditions are marked. It's a 14. Okay. So, on I a... don't even get to mark potential. Nope. It's hurtful. So, on a 10 yeah. plus, uh, you have options. You can either remove yourself from the situation, flee, pass out, etc., lose control of yourself or your powers in a terrible way, or pick two off of that seven to nine list. Let's. Which I don't think you actually can right yeah, now. Yeah, let's just let's lose control of my powers. In a terrible way. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I think the way this works on it uh, works out is that as you try your best to scare them and it just obviously doesn't work, uh, you hear your mask say, Piero, this is not the time for playing around. <laughs> Let me assume control for just a moment. Sounds good. And it wraps around your head mm-hmm. and you black the hell out. Nice. We get a couple of panels that are intercut like scenes of walls and control panels uh, the ceiling at one point, and we just see various sound effects that say like squelch and crackle and blah. And next thing you know, you and Todd Roman are just up on the street in an alleyway. Worked out. You recognize this alleyway. Ah, You've been here several ah, times. Ah, what is it with this alleyway? <laughs> Todd, Todd is still very unconscious. And your mask is gone. Oh no. And we will see you next issue. Masks A New Generation is written for Magpie Games by Brendan Conway. It is made of polar bears, secret labs, and abandoned warehouses. Buy it with your money, and then tell Magpie how much you love it. The Baroness is played by Christina. Piero is played by Lenny. You can find her on Twitter at 1-800-TOD. William Infernus is played by Jordan. Darren is played by Nan. Find her on Instagram at nanjitsu. Apex City is GM'd by Jeremy, who also writes the music and edits this podcast. Our album art was provided by Ash Brandt. Find them on Twitter at cinder underscore Brandt, on Instagram at brandt.ash, and on Tumblr at Kimmins. Find us on Stitcher, iTunes, Spotify, or wherever fine podcasts are sold. Follow us on Twitter at ApexCityCast. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you next issue.